Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode three forty nine. Earlier, though, you were questioning the number. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Just, I didn't like it. Didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. I just yeah. saw the sheet. And I said yeah. three forty nine. Mm, can't. That can't be right. I thought we were in the three fifties already. Right. <laughs> but you know what it is? We're spoiler reps are in the fifties now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we will be doing a Rogue One spoiler rep. Yes, from America. From America. Yeah, we couldn't go to Australia. That was a bummer. Um, that would be maybe awesome. next year for the you know for the main trilogies. We'll see if we can make that happen. <laughs> sure, uh, we'd go to Australia for any reason. If there's anybody out there listening who just wants us to go to a movie before and talk about it, we'll do it. Um, yeah, episode three forty nine. A lot we're going to talk about. We're going to do La La Land, Office Christmas Party, The Founder, and some cool trailers. Spider Man, Fast and Furious. And uh, some DVDs, uh, the Ben-Hur remake that nobody saw, and uh, Suicide Squad and a couple other ones. A lot to talk about today. A lot, lot to talk about. Of course, Rogue One Collateral Beauty coming out this week. Yes, exactly. We'll be talking a little bit about those movies. Maybe just a touch. (laughs) Rogue One, we might have a thing or two to say about it. Um, Earbuds update, Chris. Yes. Earbuds update. The movie is available at ComedyFilmNerds.com, including the extras, standard def, high def. We are still working on the DVD. It is still in the authoring stage, but everything is lined up. We were hoping to have it ready for Christmas. That may or may not happen. It's a little (laughs) bit out of our hands, Um, but it's as, as soon as it's ready to go and ready to be sent out, we will let you know. But we are working on it every single day. Yep. And uh, we are also in the process of making it available on iTunes and Amazon, all that stuff. That'll be a couple yes. months down the road. But so if you want it now, you got to come to comedyfilmnerds.com. Yep. That is in process. Boom. All right. Should we uh, introduce our Let's guest? Let's introduce our guest. Yeah. Is this uh, your first time guest? First we've known time him for so long. Sometimes known. when we know a guest for a long time, we're like, well, we've had you on before, right? Nope. It just feels like, no. No, we haven't. <laughs> we've never had this guy on. We've both known him for decades. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was at his Christmas party Saturday night. It was mm-hmm. a delightful affair. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's an ugly sweater Christmas party? No. 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 Ooh. We could have, though. Yeah, a couple of them. Chris is just trying to weave in our sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) You always got to be working. You're always working, Chris. Get that plug in. TipsyElves.com, guys. We'll talk about them a little later on. Uh, But Mr. Chip Chinnery. Hi, everybody. Um, So, Chip, we have known each other as uh, stand-up comedians. I think I met you out here. I didn't know you really on the road. No, I met you out here. And you had come out in the mid to late 90s? 95. Yeah, I moved here in 94, and you came out in the the next wave. Yes, yeah. Next year with Pardo and uh, Pat Francis. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Pardo Pardo and Pat Francis came out like maybe... A little before me, nine months before me, or eight months, because they came out like Jan- January or something of '95, and yeah, I came out with, right. with Goble and uh, and Jim Bruce and Tim Bennett in uh, October of '95. You're part of the Arizona Outlaws, as I, I was recall. <laughs> <laughs> right? Your handle the fancy sketchups. Fancy ketchup. <laughs> yep, that was us. We were not the Arizona Outlaws, but that's where we met. Great stories. Was that when the title of the uh, sketch troupe was still in development? Fancy, fancy SketchUp. Fancy SketchUp, God. <laughs> fancy SketchUp was a dumb name for a sketch group, I will say. But like IO does all those things like chocolate raindrops or right. yeah, yeah. thunder curtains. I, if anything, like, you were ahead of your time. Yeah. 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 They're all called that now. Yeah. yeah. It's all weird. Not that yours was weird. Well, we just didn't want to do something like, like – you know, call it. We were came from a. We all came from a, a thing called Comedy Corner at the University of Arizona, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and 
we did some festival at Skidmore College, and one of the guys there was like, "Oh, is it Comedy Corner? Is it spelled with two Ks or something?" And we were like, "No, <laughs> and no, that's a good three, idea. yeah, <laughs> three, yeah, we're part of the Clans Comedy Corner. Um, it's not racist. It's just an all-white comedy troupe. Yes. <laughs> we want to we want to perform in front of an all-white audience. And they already and have I, a logo that you could use. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the KKK. Uh, but yeah, so I think when we came up with Fancy Ketchup, we we just didn't want to have it be too like. Like must-see sketch show like we did? Yeah. <laughs> exactly two on the nose. Sketch and fetch it or whatever, mm-hmm. like so. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, we all met out here. And then, did you meet Chris out here? I met Chris yes, when Chris we was, met here out here, too. Chris mm-hmm. was booking the Borders bookstore, The Borders right? bookstore, yes, for many years. Every comedian who came to L.A. went through Borders yep. at some yeah. point or another. You met everybody because <laughs> yeah, of that. Pretty, yeah, everybody I did. got one CD. Yep, yep. They got a uh, gift card. It was one of the highest paying shows in L.A. It's true. <laughs> I remember that. I would get a CD, I think, with it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I didn't read. I don't read. I can't read. Good. Mm, right? Yeah. <laughs> Save you some time. See? But yeah, you, you were booking. That was like before the, I guess, alternative comedy. It was right about the same time. The same time, yeah. Yeah, and, so. And it was, it, it got so popular that we were doing it twice a month. So it was at the point where it was costing the store hundreds of dollars in gift cards. And then uh, everything <laughs> started to slow down. And then the. It, it closed. Right. Mostly because they stopped doing alternative comedy in a corner. That's yeah. why Borders Books went under. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. It's a business plan. Yeah. They should have kept this going. It, it, was, it was weird how you could actually see the decline where, like, they would have a community relations person for the store that would book all the events and get people in the store. And it was great. Okay, great. Then there was a community relations person for five stores. Then there was one for the region. Then yeah. they uh, yeah. eliminated the position entirely. And then they stopped doing all live events. I'm like, okay, well, this is about a year away from closing. And sure enough, yeah. that's what happened. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that's how um, Chip and I met. And then we, we've done stand-up together, too. And it's uh, great to finally have you here. Thank you. You also recommended a plumber to me who was very good for a very long time. Ken oh, Colgan. Ken, Ken Colgan. Yeah, he's great. Well, he, Colgan. I use Ken when I live in the Valley. <laughs> See, I haven't reached him in a while. I don't know yes. what's happened to Ken, but Ken Colgan plumbing. and I Oh, yeah, he there. retired. Did he? he? Yeah, and he made enough money as a plumber and retired early. He cashed out. We're yeah, he, nice. here he literally like cashed out. And he's, <laughs> and he's traveling the world. He went to India and like a bunch of other places. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> he repiped my house, I got to yeah. tell you. It was a little more expensive. Because remember, I remember you this. You get the extra stuff with Ken Colgan. Yeah. Well, there was a guy you recommended to me that was like a part-time. Yeah, he did on the side. Yeah, he did on the Rodney. side. And we had some problems with Rodney. <laughs> yeah, Rodney wasn't so good about completing jobs no. that seemed to be like a hassle yeah nice guy nice guy nice guy but i remember i needed to repipe yeah my whole house because i had an older house and i was like and rodney gave me a quote and it was pretty reasonable i was like this mm. is good but then he was like he was doing like a, a couple of simple jobs for me and he was doing a couple of simple jobs for me and you chip and yeah. then we started talking like wait Same a minute time Wait, he's not showing up for you? Yeah, and he gave me some, we were like trading stories. I'm like, yeah, he's arguing with me about something. Or... I remember being on the phone with you because Rodney wasn't at my place, but he was at your place. And I was, he was supposed to be at my yeah. place. And we were on the phone and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, is he there? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> We were so, I remember that. And then I asked Chris, because yes. I, and you were like, well, you got to go with Ken Colgan. Ken he's Colgan. great. <laughs> and Ken came in. And was a little more expensive than Rodney, but one of those things where worth every right. penny. <laughs> he yep. came in and said, I'll get it done in three days. Yeah. I'll start on a Friday. And we'll be done by Sunday night, Monday at the at the earliest, at the latest. Yeah. 
Sunday midday house was done. And I was like, if I would have tried to save, quote unquote, some money with Rodney, it would have taken months because yeah. he would have come in oh. at part time and, yeah. oh, sorry, buddy, you're going to need to use a bucket again or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> but Rodney referred me to my electrician, Bobby, who's fantastic. Bobby, I don't think gets it because Bobby will call me, hey, I'm running about 20 minutes late. Dude, you're you're in the trades where people show up late all the time. You're not even supposed to call me and let me know you're running late. Now I question your ability. (laughs) But he's very good, and so I guess it worked out. We saved that message that you left us um, when you were frustrated with your plumber because it was so funny. We would play it and just laughing as you left this long message about how upset you were with the plumber. And I think it ended with something like, yeah, because I guess this plumber uh, uh, expects expects everyone to goddamn kiss his feet because he's a goddamn plumber. (laughs) It was some crazy angry message and we just played it over and over and laughed. Uh, And he thinks he's the only goddamn plumber in Los Angeles, apparently. (laughs) Graham had had enough. Yeah. I forgot there was a plumber rant. Yeah, and and literally, and not even in person. You just left it on the uh, voicemail. (laughs) Which was great. Oh, so, all right, plumber days, stories, ladies the and gentlemen. Days when you call a guy person's home phone and leave a voicemail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then you check your messages from a payphone. Oh, yep. A payphone is so, something you put a quarter in. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, oh, you, well, let's before we get started, let's talk about uh, uh, chips, money tips. Other, oh, yes. uh, started to do this now. So you've been an actor and a comedian, you, you, and it's a blog, right? Yes, it's mm-hmm. a personal finance blog that I. It's kind of a side gig for me that I'm like, hey, if I'm not acting, I've, here's something I'm deeply interested in, and it's personal mm-hmm. finance. It basically gives people uh, money tips in a candy coated shell, is what I call it. So. Mm-hmm. I give them little ways they can make money and save money and chipsmoneytips.com. I I subscribe to the monthly email and I'm like, there's always something in there where I'm like, this is unbelievable. At your party, I was like, can I really save 800 bucks through Chase? Like right now, there's, hi, this is time to plug Chips Money Tips. Come over to (laughs) chipsmoneytips.com. There is actually a way that you can make $800 with a credit card that I can, I'm happy to tell you about. So if you're yeah. listening to this and you're going, what, what, what? send me an email. And I'll... I remember talking to you about it because yeah. you were always, because I'd call you with like, hey, my, we were always like house yeah. guys talking. What do you think about this and that? And you, you had this very keen sense. And, and I remember you were like, I'm thinking about doing, yeah. doing a talk and giving people tips because I talk to people and they don't, you know, they haven't researched money the way I have or whatever. Yeah. I said, you should do that. I think most people are kind of, yeah. unless you're raised to like, or you studied it in college or something like that. I think a lot of people just sort of like don't have that skill set. No, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something I just kind of got better at as I went because mm-hmm. I my folks were fine, but I, but I know what you're saying. A lot of people have no idea, right? And it's like wow. And some of them are my sisters, <laughs> but they are. They're. I think I took all the personal finance crazy, and I have it all. And I have three shares of it in my. I don't think my sisters have as much as I do. That's what I should say. <laughs> well, I think I mean, Chris and I, we've talked about this sometimes, just, you know, being raised middle class in the 70s and 80s. It was like... Save your, put your money in a savings account. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. That was it. That was, it. It. That like, was, that was a financial a job, advice from our parents. Get a, yeah. Go to college, mm-hmm. get a good job, and get a savings account. That was mm-hmm. it. Because that's what their gener- that worked for their generation yeah. like buy a house get a savings account mm-hmm. that was it and it yeah. was like what's a stock option i don't know but it sounds like a bunch <laughs> sounds of sounds crazy yeah. yeah i know so they it was it was we didn't weren't really equipped to especially now that everything's so changed and there's all these new economies and mm-hmm. uh, you know i mean podcasting whatever didn't yeah. exist and money from podcasting and all that stuff let alone all these other things and now this whole 
shared economy of Airbnb and Uber and Lyft and and yeah. is is uh, like a complete change of everything. I remember coming out here being an actor or a comedian. You're going, hey, well, I, I, I got to make money. Maybe I'll get a job as a waiter. But now, I mean, it would make. I would think you could get side gigs like Uber, Lyft, driving, doing this and that, picking if up. I There's much to, more of a part-time if, economy if here. I yeah. was, a, if I moved out here now, 24, 25, and as from Chicago and been making my living as a comedian in Chicago, moved out here now as a 25, I'd be an Uber driver. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be thinking about a bartending job I and hoping it. it works into your schedule. No. Yeah. And hoping the boss would be cool when I got to bail for auditions. Yeah. I would ju- it would just be like a done deal. Like, oh, oh I'm going to drive Uber. And you could. You could right. move to LA. Cause it, like, I waited five and a half years after doing the road, and I was like, I got to save up money, and then yeah. I got to be there. Because I got to be there for a while, but now yeah, Uber, you move out, just get your Uber thing out, drive for people. That's what I do. Hopefully, don't I'm... throw up in your car. Yeah, <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> All right, speaking of throwing up in your car, let's talk about some movies. <laughs> yes, Office Christmas Party. Now, this movie uh, was a budget of forty-five million. It's the fifth movie with Jason Basement, Jason Bateman, and Jennifer Aniston. And this made me laugh, this piece of uh, trivia. The title was inspired by an SNL sketch <laughs> because. Were they really having so much trouble coming up with a title to this film? Wow. And wow, Office, Office Christmas. Those words have never been put together before. Yeah, Office I Christmas just, party. yeah, we need something that says Office, Christmas, and Party. How are we going to do this? Uh, I think it was more inspired by the marketing release department. <laughs> you know, and it was uh, this kind of movie. I was watching it, and I'll tell you, it, it's, it's okay. It doesn't do anything horribly wrong. It doesn't do anything horribly right. It's the same thing. The same problem that this movie has is the same problem that big budget or studio horror movies have. Studio comedies and studio horror movies have the same issues. They're so um, beholden to hitting these old model beats that they're all the same and none of them can break out of this shell. You mean the directors of The Switch didn't do anything <laughs> innovative? <laughs> and Blades of Glory. But now here's the thing, too. I don't. I can't even give them all the blame because it's just the, the model. I'm sure they had the studio heads, um, you know, giving them notes every five minutes because it's, it's always that same thing. All right, social media joke, you know, um, hot girl joke, you know, um, insensitive racist joke but we'll make it funny and then uh okay a couple gross out jokes that are really tasteless but we got to put them in like okay all right and it was literally like you're you're checking off boxes while you're watching this movie and i think i'd like to see this film yeah (laughs) those are some of my favorite things so and it's also it just feels like it's you know one kind of sketch put together like it never even feels like a coherent film like tj miller doesn't get enough to do like like if you have more of a character driven comedy or even a broad comedy like this but with better characters in it it makes it more interesting like jennifer aniston does an okay job tj miller does an okay job these are funny um, people they're I funny mean, people I, I, J- jason there's Bateman a lot of funny jason times. yeah they're very good. hilarious and it's like okay well take jason bateman take you know part of him from arrested development you know mm-hmm. take tj miller um, and put a little bit of office space in, take Jennifer Aniston from Horrible Bosses, give her like one or two other character traits. Like there was never, it never felt like a lot of effort went into making this movie. It was, it feels like it's, you know, it's a holiday release comedy, rushed out the door, um, just hit all these points and we're good. So I, I really feel like the studios need to take a lesson from the indie directors with horror, because that's where the most interesting stuff is going on in horror right now, isn't it? But also in comedy, even if you go back to that Seth Rogen movie, Observe and Report, Mm -hmm. where he was the security guard, it was like, um, you're laughing hysterically, but also you're cringing. Like it makes you uncomfortable. Like, like it, it, it can actually generate a little bit of emotion uh, because you have fully fleshed out characters, uh, which this 
clearly doesn't have. Even like, uh, uh, I think it was Courtney Vance. Yeah. He, um, you know, everyone does their best in the movie. No one does a horrible job acting, but even like his character, it's slight, everything is like slightly fleshed out. Like everything could have used like a little bit more of everything, a little more story, a little more jokes, a little, but again, it was, you know, you're checking off these boxes of like, um, okay. Um, you know, like the different types of jokes, the different types of, of, um, caricatures of the characters that these actors are doing their best playing. And I really feel like it's, we need to stop making studio horror movies and studio comedies by committee. That's really how this feels like. (laughs) It's like, you know, there's, there's, there's probably like four or five writers that, you know, try to flesh out the script from an assignment and each writer, you know, gets a pass then it goes back and comes back. Then there's a hundred more punch up writers. Actually, there were six writers okay, (laughs) and two directors. So, so I was slightly off on the, uh, slightly off on the number. (laughs) But that's and that's what it feels like. There's no coherent vision. There's no coherent voice. There, it just feels like it's you know everybody throwing in a joke or a scene and just rushing it out for Christmas. So, but again, there are some funny moments. There's some funny lines. But it's like yeah, I, it just this is a great airplane rental movie. I wouldn't rush out to go see it. It'll be on a plane. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll have a low license fee. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. <laughs> It'll be somewhere so, yeah. quickly. So this one, I would call it aggressively average. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty much saying that everything, that it's mediocrity was clearly calculated. So office Christmas party, there you go. Okay. So uh, now, Chip, you and I both saw La La Land. Yes. What were you, let's let's start with you. What did you think about that? I liked it. I like. I'm not a big musical guy. I, right. I, I take it or leave it. But I thought it was fun. I like. I like the look of it. I think if, if I understand correctly, it was shot on film, which they don't do that often anymore. So it looked cool. That's. Um, yeah, oh, you trailed off there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I lost. I thought Graham was going to say something, so I just shut up. <laughs> I thought it was good, buddy. And then I thought it was still good, and then I liked it even more. And my good friend Emma Stone was in it. She's a great girl, great good friend of mine. Yeah, I, 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 I'm similar to you. I'm not a big musical fan, um, so that wasn't the hook to me. But I, I did like. They clearly wanted it to be an old singing in the rain style thing. And you know it starts shot in cinemascope, and um, they use kind of old school um, fonts and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, the fact it doesn't surprise me that it was shot on film because it really looked like yeah those old movies. And I I uh, I thought for a moment like I'm not going to spoil anything, but the movie starts and uh, uh, what's his name Ryan Gosling is in a car and he's got a tape deck and he's mm-hmm. playing a tape. And then I thought, oh, maybe it's a period piece. I thought the same thing because all the cars were a little older in that opening number. <laughs> and then I'm with uh, the girlfriend, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" They they cut to Emma Stone. She's on a on, a, on an iPhone in a, in a Prius, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I, I didn't. I missed that. I was <laughs> yeah. kind of tired. <laughs> Otherwise, because I was into it for about a half an hour, and then all of a sudden I saw she pulled out a laptop. I'm like, okay, so it's current day. But yeah. I, <laughs> I missed that one cue earlier where she's it, on the phone in her car. They did a lot of fun things in this. Um, the opening number is everyone's stuck in traffic and then they get out and start dancing. And it's yeah. this very – the thing I loved about it, it slows down a little. End of the second act, beginning of third act, it kind of slows down, which it gets more into sort of story and character arc, which is fine. I kind of wanted more big – the big dance numbers because they were – I don't know how to explain it. They were, you want more Bollywood. Well, yeah, but it wasn't it, – it wasn't – 
they weren't it wasn't a parody of 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 these but it was it was such a tip of the hat that that it really was cool and it, the movie is is a is a love letter to Los Angeles i mean it really like right. all of the old the Griffiths Observatory, any old the Rialto Theater, any old bar, and he's a big jazz guy, so he's like mad that these old jazz clubs are dying and 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 stuff like that. And so you, and the way they shoot it is, it's almost like if if um, the Favreau movie that um, that broke him and Vince Vaughn. I'm blanking. Swingers. 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 It's almost like if Swingers was a was a yeah a little bit was a was a uh, musical. Mm-hmm. Um, because it had all that feel to it, and you know the, the the opening number is 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 really big and fun, but it's also a celebration of Los Angeles, kind of, and like yeah. how diverse it is, and how unique of a city it is, and how weird it is, um, and how crazy show. But like we've seen the crazy, how difficult show business is. We've seen that before, sure, but I really like the way they handled it. Yeah. Like the auditioning. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. That was good and accurate. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I don't... I, well, you I don't, don't have to how... get away the ending. Just don't get... But, yeah. but like anything up to that point sort of you could you could discuss. Like... I only want to discuss the ending. Is that weird? <laughs> uh, what can I think of? Hmm. Well, how me... was the music? I'll ask that. It was really cool. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. And then, you know... John Legend is in part of the movie as this as this big band leader. He's also, got, saw he's a producer on it. Yeah. So he, I wonder if he found the story or if he helped fund it. That's a great. That's a great. Because at the end, they talked. They had uh, when I saw the movie, they had a little thing at the end, a little thing about the movie oh, with the uh, director guy, and they said they've been trying to do it for six or seven years, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So they've been trying to get it done and watch the credits and. Uh, What's his name was in it? John Legend. John Legend. Yeah, it was really cool. And the and the so Ryan Gosling gets a gig with John Legend's band. And so there's a couple cool scenes with John Legend talking about one of them's in the trailer about, you know, you're you're I am paraphrasing it, but he's like, your jazz is about innovation and you're you you're holding on to the past, you know, because that's sort of Ryan Gosling is sort of this sort of didactic jazz purist, you know, one of those guys and can't change it and he can't it's got to be the same and he sort of has to figure that out a little bit because the jazz fans are dying off and, right and you got to change it so that it can be accessible to the young kids mm-hmm. which yeah. was really cool and it was like um and also they did this um in the background on, on wide shots there'd be like the fado dough and the baked potato and all these old jazz yeah. clubs um, some of them might be here, might not be here anymore. But like when I first moved to LA, I was always a big jazz fan. And really? I, yeah, I, I started going to jazz clubs like the Baked Potato and down and, the street from my old apartment. Yeah. And what's the place in uh, Glendale? That is. Is that think, still around? I think that's. Is that the Fado Dough? I forget. I don't remember. Um, but there was a bunch of them, and he re- and there's little like winks to them throughout the film that like if you're a Los Angeles jazz fan, you would know what where this... we're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. so right. it was really cool, and and um, so the half of the movie was a jazz crawl, <laughs> kind of. A, <laughs> yeah, there was when I first moved to town. Um, Eighty-eight point one K Jazz. Um, they they had a, a basically a jazz crawl, and you could go to all these places around L.A. And that's where I learned about them, and it was mm-hmm. 
It was the really? coolest thing. I donated money to them, and they mentioned my name on the radio, and I remember. <laughs> so like this, we have a donator, a donor, a benefactor, uh, Graham Hillwood. And because that, for me, it 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 brought home just a lot of memories of being in my early twenties when you first moved here, and I was like moving furniture on the weekends in Orange County. Because going back to what we were we were talking about, like because the, the, the Uber thing wasn't available. Right. I couldn't wait tables because I needed days off for auditions. I needed nights off to do stand up. Yeah. So we couldn't work nights. And so, and I couldn't really go on the road. I didn't want to go on the road. Because, why be here if you're going to be on the road? Yeah. Why be here if you're going to be on the road? And the road back then was very different. It, now you can sort of build a fan base on the road. Then it was almost like a dead end. Like, yeah. Oh, you couldn't make it in LA or New York. So you got to go on the road. Um, <laughs> Where it's a, it's a, the road is a completely different animal now. And so I remember just like having to do every odd job. I remember doing telemarketing with Pat Francis for about two weeks until we got fired. Nice. Um, I remember doing all those, um, those, what were those surveys, you know, you. Oh, you call people up? Well, not you could call people up, but uh, marketing things where you'd come in. Focus groups? Focus groups, yes. And you'd get like a hundred bucks to sit for two hours and talk about this thing. And they, you know, and I just remember. still do those. Yeah, I know people who still do those. But I remember like being in my early 20s and we were all, like there's a scene with all of her roommates and they're all young actresses and there's a big dancer about going to this party. And I remember going to some of those parties. We'd go to some, someone would be a friend of a friend at some swanky party in the hills and we'd all kind of like, oh, wow. We'd just be getting ready at nine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'd get there at like 10 or 11. Like, oh, it's just starting. Yeah. (laughs) I remember going to um, the guy that that created um, Deep Space Nine. I forget his name, but he had a swanky house. There was this big party in Hollywood and me and Paul Goebel and a couple other people went Mm -hmm. and it was packed. There was all these people from the show were like, there's that celebrity and that celebrity. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And then like, as the party started to clear out, some girls were swimming naked in the pool. <laughs> Hollywood. Go- yeah, and Goebel was like, we gotta go. Well, <laughs> we gotta join. I mean, that's the utopian future Gene Roddenberry you know, <laughs> yes. uh, was creating. <laughs> but I like that depiction too of like, Everything is a swanky party where everyone's yeah. dressed to the nines. And the girls are gorgeous and they all, all had their own different colored dress on and they were all perky and happy and dancey. Yeah. Yeah. And all the guys are good looking oh, and yeah. in suits and yeah. everything like that. <laughs> no one has a problem. Yeah. No one, there was not a problem. There's not a care in the world. So it was like, it was, it was really... Um, so it was a recommend. I would, you know. And, yes. and, and the thing that, that we found out is, so... Ryan Gosling, I'm like, God, did he grow up playing the piano? He practiced for two hours a day for weeks. So there's no doubling on his piano. That's all him? It's all mm-hmm. him. It's, wow. It's like, because they sometimes they cut down. I'm like, oh, is this where they're... Yeah, you cut to some dude's hands. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was looking for that because I heard he took lessons as well, but I didn't know that it was all him. Yeah. Some of them are like, oh, this can't be him. Well, good for him. He does an amazing job, and I think... Um, I guess if you were like a professional pianist, you might go, oh, well, he didn't do this, this, or this. But, um, and it was really supposed to uh, have Emma Watson and Miles Teller, but I love Miles Teller, and he's younger, but mm-hmm. I think it sort of fit with Ryan Gosling because there was that, oh, he's in his 30s and he's still barely getting by. That's true. That and, does help him. And, and I thought it does help the character and the like, 
you know, they had just sort of allude that him and John Legend had an issue or something, and you sort of realize, like, oh, and this is in the trailer, too. He gets fired because he won't play the set list. Yeah. He wants to do his crazy jazz improv- improvisations. And so you realize, oh, maybe he's struggling in his 30s because he's a problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think, I think it would be better with Ryan than uh, Miles, definitely. Because Miles would just be like, oh, he's just a young kid, and they're both just kids trying to struggle to make it. But Ryan being a little older is like... Yeah, it's probably better casting then. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. And and I think Ryan... Now, who's the better singer? Miles Teller <laughs> and I think if Ryan I'm Gosling. Right, doesn't the movie roughly start with uh, Gosling's sister trying to basically say, you don't have enough money for all this? No. So, yeah, it kind of underlines, dude, you're, you're, you're a hot mess. Yeah. He needs chips, money tips is what he needs. Like that. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, you're right. He was like almost 40 and you're like, oh. This guy's time passed. It's and, passed. Yeah. And now he's still playing in a little restaurant. And he won't let go of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm a jazz player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You know, Play this stuff. You're hard to deal with. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, Problem. There's a great scene where John Legend goes, my old pain guy wasn't half as good as you, but you are a pain in the ass to deal with. Like, yeah. just has to flat out say it. Um, but yeah, it's cool. And it's, it's I also think the, the other thing I... Is Ryan Gosling's look? He looks like a guy, an actor from an older era. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like Miles Teller's just looks like a good-looking young actor. He doesn't like Ryan Gosling looks like an old like you put him in those suits and everything, and with that lighting and with his hair, he looks yeah like a guy that would have been in those movies in the fifties or sixties hmm. back in the day. Yeah, all so, right. It's worth seeing. Got a lot of Golden Globe nominations. Good. You so know. check it out. Uh, next one is the Wait, founder. I have a question. Yes, I would like to s- submit something to this podcast. I, it's related to movies, yes, and it's sir. related to me, so it's very interesting to me. And it's related to Emma Stone. I did mention this. Should I bring? Should I bring it up? Can we yeah. cut away? Yeah, bring it up. What's I up? did a movie We're not with cut Emma away. Stone. <laughs> I did a movie with Emma Stone earlier this year called Battle of the Sexes. And when I was on this, I played Rune Arledge, and she was Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. And it's about the tennis tournament. And I played uh, the ABC sports president, Rune Arledge. So I had a few days on the set. And one day I'm sitting there with Emma and I'm just chatting her up. So where are you from? She says, uh, Arizona. I said, oh, that's nice. She goes, eh. And then uh, she says, where are you from? So right away I'm surprised that someone in Hollywood cares about me because <laughs> everyone's into themselves. So I said, oh, I'm from, uh, from Cincinnati. She said, oh, my folks are from Columbus. They went to Miami. I said, I went to Miami. What year did they graduate? And he said, hold on a second. Were they in sororities, fraternities? So my mom was a DG. I forget what my dad was. So I emailed a friend of mine who's married to a DG. He writes back. I was like, do you know anybody related to uh, Kathy Yeager? That's Emma's mom. And, uh, and he writes back going, yeah. Uh, her sister, Karen, lived with Katie and Margaret, whom I've known since I was a child. <laughs> and I come back to her from the lunch break. I come back and go, Emma, the world just got smaller. I went to college with your cousin or with your Aunt Karen. And she's like, no way. <laughs> so it was kind of cool to have that connection. And now that mm-hmm. we're such good friends, seeing her in the la-la land, it was great to support a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my weird, not that's, related to la-la land, but la-la land related. That's totally mm-hmm. great. That's the kind of stuff we want to hear on this show. Oh, that. See, right? Well, let mm-hmm. me tell you more. So when does that movie come out? Uh, next year. They, it's Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. I don't know if you, your audience is old enough to remember this. Some of them but are. But 73, they had a Battle of the Sexes. I guess that was the 
year they did it. It was a tennis tournament. Uh, Billie Jean King was the number one or two tennis player of the year, but she was an old 29-year-old woman playing tennis. Bobby Riggs challenged her to a match. He was a 55-year-old tennis pro whose days have gone by. He was also a little bit of a chauvinist and a, and a self-promoter, and he had just beaten the number one tennis player woman. I forget her name, but it was Billie Jean's turn to step up and knock this guy back. And it's 73, women's rights, gearing up. It was a big time for mm-hmm. that. And so she cleaned his clock, and she played. She was played by Emma Stone, and Steve Carell played uh, Bobby Riggs. Oh, oh very cool. And, uh, I, was played, the ABC, I was ABC Sports President Rune Arledge. Oh, wow. I got outraged because I paid $750,000 for the rights to this tennis match, and they were thinking about quitting. Something to that effect. That's all. Wow, that's I've heard his name before reading... Um, any sort of Monday night football yeah, stuff? Yeah, he's a big, big, he did, uh, he got ABC, I think he brought us Wide World of Sports on mm-hmm. ABC, and then he uh, went over to the news and started World News Tonight. He was a big shot at ABC for a number of years. That's a cool guy to play. Yeah, man. I was yeah, like, that was really I know cool. that guy. It's not like, okay, you're the pizza guy. You play Rune Arledge. Well, that's a good, that's how a many, How much, how long was the audition process for you to get it? Uh, I just, <laughs> just read for it once, actually. And they just went you? And they said, the, I think that right. We want you, but we got to get it approved. And I said, "Great." And then said, "You're approved." I said, "Great." And then That's awesome, showed up. dude. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> I was like, "All right." CC Ratter giving out right. the money tips on set to Emma Watson. Well, that's, yeah, we're we'll <laughs> not Emma Watson. Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. When Sorry. the when oh. the movie comes out, then we'll have uh, you and Emma back in to promote. I will text her. <laughs> I just need to get her cell phone number first, yeah. but that'll be easy. I'll just text her. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Let's talk about the founder. Yes, this is the uh, Ray Kroc story. This is Ray Kroc starring Michael Keaton. Uh, Chris's phone is ringing. He still has a home phone. Um, it's the printer. The printer. Ooh. No, it, it still have a fax line. <laughs> you have a fax line. Do you it's, use it? it's an all. No, it's an all-in-one, but it's connected to the phone line. Fancy all-in-one over here, wow. and right. it takes forever to shut off. <laughs> it's fantastic. I hope that you could fax like a beeper. Yeah. Or <laughs> something's coming over the teletype, Chris. What is this? Yes. Here? Oh my! Do you need to call Carlisle five three hundred to? Uh... And when a bank doesn't want you to fill out a form, they tell you to fax it yep. because they figure you can't send it in. <laughs> Bastards. Um, so the founder. So this was the the Michael Keaton movie, which I think has been l- limited release right now, but is going to go wide in January. Um, so. It, the the trailer to me looked very interesting because the Ray Kroc story is and McDonald's story is yeah. very interesting. Have you seen it? No, sir. Have you seen it? No, but I know I've a little bit it. a little bit of history of it. Like the the innovation with uh, McDonald's wasn't necessarily the burgers; it was the assembly line mentality. Yes. They, so did they get into that? In yeah, the they movie? cover that uh, basically. Uh, yeah, to not spoil the movie, Ray Kroc is uh, according to the movie. So I'm just going off with the movies. I don't know anything else about this, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, Ray stumbles upon these guys who are the McDonald brothers who have this restaurant that is super speedy. In 30 seconds, they can get a burger into a bag and hand it to you. And so it's tasty burgers, and it's speedy. So that was what he was very impressed with. And then follows his uh, trying to get them to franchise, which they'd already done a little bit of, but didn't have as much success as they wanted. So it was very interesting to see the process of uh, how he got it franchised. McDonald's is very popular. <laughs> so is this is it basically just focus on the early days or does it go like uh, it goes through the point where he buys this is this is known so i'm not uh screwing up the story because it's a true story uh but he he buys out the mcdonald's brothers 
Mm. So it goes through that, which wow. is uh, in the 50s. Right. Yeah. It doesn't t- you know, It's before the Ronald McDonald era, as far sure. as I know. But that's like the... And, and Michael Keaton now, in late in life, is becoming this like Oscar contender every year. Is it? Yeah. Is it an Oscar contender? Uh, it's good. I don't know if it's an Oscar contender. He, he doesn't. It's not like this. Like uh, the other one was. What was the bird thing? Yeah. What was it? What was that called? Birdman. 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 Yeah. I came to the right place. We're not knowing titles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was much more dramatic than this. I could see where he could get the award for Birdman, but this is good. But it, it's also weird because he used to be a comedian, and now he's right. getting all these dramatic roles so he does a great job i mean yeah he started as a stand-up comic did sitcoms did all these comedy movies was the johnny comedy guy and then mary the variety show with david letterman and mary mm-hmm. tyler Moore hosting in the late 70s he was on that cast he, susie kurtz yeah and then like stuff like batman the did the patent, batman the movies batman. and mm-hmm. then that sort of like I almost feel like he probably had a career lull, did like Herbie the Love Bug, and was probably like, oh boy. And now yeah. he's. Yeah, I, I, Mr. Mom, I loved. Oh, Mr. Mom is Johnny fantastic. Dangerously? Come yeah. on, he's putting price tags on puppies? Come on. <laughs> I still say Fargan Isoles all the time and Vastages. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the same There was direct- definitely a lull. There was, he had a lull. He had a lull. He had a lull. But it's the same director that did uh, The Blind Side and Saving Mr. Banks. Um, so it's clearly like, all right, we're looking for some, they're looking for some nominations on some mm-hmm. level. John Lee Hancock is the director. So let me, you know, is it a thing that you, would you, is it like a definite recommendation, go out and see it or? Well, I like biographies, so I am biased in that uh-huh. way because that's basically a biography. I like, yes. how did this happen? How did they get from that to this? Mm-hmm. And so I'm biased in that way. I think it's a good movie. I should have asked Kyle what he thought of it. My friend Kyle saw it. <laughs> Kyle, what did you think of it? You're a young kid with facial hair. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> Kyle, if you're out there listening, call call us on uh, Chris's fax line. <laughs> fax in your response, Kyle. We'll read it immediately. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't say it's a must-see, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I walked out, and I was like, you know what? I saw it in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard, and I walked right out. Went down two stores right in from the Egyptian into the McDonald's, and I got a McDonald's fries with a, a sandwich. Now, you would think this would be the exact movie for, like, a Happy Meal tie-in. Like, what? Like, <laughs> Wait, if not this one, when? <laughs> There's got to be some kind of, like, mini assembly line they could put in. Is it like the, uh, like, the boxes this, or something? This Happy Meal will uh, steal your taste buds like Ray Kroc did to the McDonald's bars or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's got a big cat. I mean, it's got Linda Card- uh, Cardellini. Uh, oh, that's who that was. I knew she was in it, but I couldn't place her. She played uh, Jane Kroc. Okay. Uh, Laura Dern's in it. Um, yep. A lot of other people. It looks interesting uh, to me. That one guy from The Thing. Lynch, he's in it. Oh, John and, Carroll uh, Lynch, who's like Mac McDonald. He play- Man, he's my favorite. Um, uh, he's played like silly guys and regular guys, but when he was in um, the Zodiac uh-huh. movie, when he played basically the Zodiac killers, like that one couple creepy scenes, man, he was a great creepy probably serial killer did he michael shannon it up no he wasn't like just he was like regular joe that they were like we really like this guy as the suspect there's that great scene where he gets up and walks away and all the cops are just standing there watching him like that's our guy because it's a couple things that he said that he did very very subtle it wasn't just overtly michael shannon where you're like oh from 50 yards away that guy's the bad guy right (laughs) he's a really good character actor oh cool Um, and Nick Offerman was in it too, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was a good good cast. All right. 
the founder, folks. And it's uh, based in the 50s, so it's like looking back in time. You get to, oh, I remember. Hey. When people wore dresses everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make America great again. Right. Check the hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a sponsor, buddy. Yes, you can make your Christmas party great again. Oh, with, uh, attaboy. Tipsyelves.com. Nice <laughs> um, this is our final ad read for the year. Uh, Tipsy Elves always comes uh, right before Christmas, and this is a great sponsor. The The sweaters are really, really fun. We got ours. In fact, my daughter like fell in love with the sweater I got my wife, so now I had to order her one. Uh, so they're already making money off us, the hosts. So it, it's a really good product, tipsyelves.com. Some of the sweaters, the more popular ones have sold out, but there's still a lot of really great ones. It's uh, ugly sweaters. It's uh, There's pajamas. There's all sorts of stuff, but really, they're sweaters. I for me, they're the best. Uh, they're the best part. We, I got my son a um, a um, a male sweater that has Santa on a unicorn holding up a sword. Oh, it's fantastic! So. <laughs> and there's like, it's in, he's in space. Yeah, and he's in space. He's, yeah, that's how Santa Claus uh, communicates. They have ski suits. Yeah, and they got these crazy Christmas suits that I would love to get. Um, they're very fancy Christmas suits. I don't know how else to, to, to describe Like a, red, a regular suit, but it's red? Mm-hmm. No, it's so got much? like, uh, you know, lights on it. It's red and green. It's got Christmas trees. It's very, uh, it's very, you're going to see. You can look like the Riddler. Yes. Oh, wow. They got cool stuff. They got stocking stuffers for under $20, uh, which is fun. They've got men's t-shirts. They've even got Hanukkah stuff. They do have kid sizes, kids clothing too. Mm-hmm. Hanukkah and Christmas fall on the same day this year. Oh. From what I understand, that happens every 19 years. I'm not sure about that last part. Good to know. Write that down. Put that in your tipsy elves tickle file. <laughs> Maybe they make a sweater out of it. Hanukkah on the front, Christmas on the back. <laughs> Just an idea, guys. You run with it. It's inclusive. That sounds like a great money tip. Uh, 20% off all of their collegiate apparel. So I'll give you a look. Like I said, um, I bought this University of Arizona sweater, kind of a mm-hmm. holiday-looking sweater. Was the not the right size, which was my fault. I sent it back, got the new one in the mail like a week or so. Yeah, customer service is uh, yeah, really good. It's great. And we're not going to let you pay full price. No. It's almost Christmas. You got to order quickly to get it in time for Christmas and use our promo code CFN at checkout and get your 20% site-wide discount. So it doesn't even matter if you buy leggings, pajamas, sweaters, anything. Everything's 20% off. It'll come off on your cart. So remember, tipsyelves.com and use the code CFN. Boom. All right, let's talk about some trailers. Yes, there, uh, I, I'll tell you, I've never watched three trailers in a row and gotten so excited about three. Three for three on these. The first one, Spider-Man Homecoming. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Finally, Sony and uh, Marvel and Disney sat down at a table, worked out some differences. Yeah. And uh, now we can finally get Spider-Man back into the Marvel universe. Uh, although the uh, terms of the deal from what I was reading is that basically Marvel and Disney are making the the movie for Sony. So Sony still owns the rights, but they're in charge of all the production. So Sony's actually releasing it. So, so but but Sony allowed not... the character Sony, that Marvel and Disney were physically making the movie. Good. As long mm-hmm. as Sony isn't right. involved in making yes, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care who distributes it. As a fan, Fine. we could care less. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Put your dumb logo on yeah, it. Exactly. That's fine. Don't go near the script yes. or physical. Don't production. approve any hires. <laughs> on this movie at all and it's really fun and it's also goes back to kind of like the young high school spider-man because if you read the comics 
you know, Spider-Man's been around for so long and Peter Parker's life has changed dramatically from being a high school kid to, you know, there are story arcs where he goes back to the high school and he's the science teacher now. And, you know, he does all these, um, um, as, as opposed to like, you know, the high school kid who's getting pushed around by Flash Thompson. There, there's all these uh, different storylines. But uh, this feels like a real back to basics uh, with the exception of, you know, he's part of the big Marvel universe and Tony Stark gives him his uniform and, you know, will he be working with S.H.I.E.L.D. or any of that? It, it, but it's all fine. Right. It's really it's really good. I love the trailer. I can't wait for this movie. I think Tom Holland is going to do a great job as Spider-Man and I was just uh, really excited to see it. And just that last shot of the trailer with just Spider-Man and Iron Man on the same frame it was like oh guy you know we, we got to see them fight together in a civil war but we really need a good we haven't had a good spider-man movie since spider-man 2 with sam raimi that was the last good spider-man movie i don't know that the, the uh, backstory of spider-man like as much as you guys do does it stay true to what real fans of spider-man would think it should be if that's, that's the right what the question. trailer looks like. That's to what me. it looks that's like. The, yeah. the last Good. Sony movies felt like they they really went off track. This one looks because they introduced this kid in the in the last Captain uh, America Civil right, War. Civil War. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they introduced this young kid, and they basically said, "This is how we're going to reboot this whole Spider-Man character." And now this Spider-Man is in the whole Marvel universe. Uh-huh. And the Marvel universe seems to be very concerned with keeping things accurate. And close Good. to the comic as, yes. as much as possible. So that's... And what, interacting properly. Right. Like the way it's supposed to be. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Iron Man is going to dismiss him as a uh, as a kid. Of course he is. Right. Uh, the other thing I loved is Michael Keaton as the Vulture. You know, he really gets to play Birdman now. This looks, it's he looks so great. Fantastic. And he was, he, was, he was really good in the trailer, too. So... Um, the next uh, trailer we saw was Fast and Furious 8. Now, I, I full uh, disclosure here, I was watching a trailer, and it was Vin Diesel getting in a fancy car. They were shooting. He was driving around, and I realized they weren't mentioning family. And I realized I was watching the Triple X trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because the Fast and yeah. Furious 8, they mentioned family a lot. And it sounds like... Uh, Vin Diesel goes rogue. He ba- abandoned yes. his family, uh-huh. and then yep. there's an f- inter-family fight. This just looks fantastic. <laughs> now does, I've not seen one called? through seven. Is that will that make this hard to get? Does in? he get wow. called on abandoning yeah. his family? Do they call him on it? They do call him on it. And boy, Chip, I would advise you please to <laughs> yeah. go watch one through seven. Binge, binge those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. then mm-hmm. see it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> just keep making these movies. Keep oh making my god, them more. are they, they great? I've never seen one. They of are them. so. Um, is it car porn? I heard it was car yes. porn. It's, it's ex- uh, it, not even anymore. It's like expanding. They get chased by a submarine in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They got chased by a submarine on the ice. The, in Fast and Furious 6, there was a fight on a big airplane that was trying to take off. Mm-hmm. It was on a runway for 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> like, it was fantastic. It was like these movies are so ridiculous yeah. but in the most entertaining way right because they they never hide the fact that they're ridiculous like we're going to be ridiculous you want to see ridiculous we'll show you ridiculous it's like drinking you know a 32 ounce Mountain Dew on a roller coaster while somebody gives you cotton candy like right. it's just yeah. insane it's just I mean the other trailer there's another part in the trailer where there's literally a car fight yeah there's a car you know, fight there's like a, they're, they're, the cars are fighting each it's, other it's with, car fight. by not being transformers they still have drivers they're fighting each other there's like tethers and ropes and they're sp- winning around and like which car is going to win this fight it's like physics 
don't bring a lot yeah. of physics into no. this movie. Good. Or an expectation of the laws of gravity <laughs> yes. or anything like yeah. that. Newton's laws of motion. No, they all get thrown don't, out the window. Don't, don't Is do Speed it. Racer uh, in this one? God, that would be Oh, that would be a great God, crossover. that would be a great crossover. Yeah. Jason Statham's in it. Yeah, flies. Jason Statham's in it. Yeah, so now you get- I think that's nine. I think that's Fast and Furious nine. Nine. <laughs> now you get car porn and uh, martial arts, too. Yes. So even extra martial arts. Even the arts. rocker in prison or something. Oh, I know. I there's gonna, there, there's gonna just, be. A, just go. Look, there's gonna be punching and driving. What more do you need to know? Yeah, I saw bikinis. There was bikinis. Oh, that's true. Trailer. Yeah, of course. There's, there's yep. gonna be bikinis. Yep. Um, and the next trailer is War for the Planet of the Apes. Now, this is such an interesting thing where, you know, we were all rolling our eyes. We're like, oh, they're gonna make a prequel to Planet of the Apes. These are gonna suck. And we're on what? Like the third one. Now, oh yeah, this is the third one, and they keep and, they're, getting, they're, and they keep getting better. Yeah. They're, they're great, and uh, Woody Harrelson comes out and is like. Uh his reign of fire outfit when he was fighting dragons. Now he's going to be fighting apes, but he's like the same. Or like uh, when Matthew McConaughey, it feel, feels like like that same character when uh, when he was like that crazy guy fighting dragons. He's uh, uh, he's now he's the guy fighting the apes, and it's the same it's director so that did Dawn yeah. of the Planet of the Apes. He did Let right. Me In. He did Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the future? Like in the, uh, well, this is right before it will be a planet of the apes. apes yeah, yeah okay. a little too on the nose on the voiceover. I'm like, yeah, we get it. We know it's a prequel to Planet of the Apes, and we know if we're going to follow the same timeline, it's probably going to be a planet yeah. of the apes. It's basically yeah. what led up to the world Charlton Heston mm. found, basically, right. is, okay. is what mm-hmm. they're doing. I got you. Um, and it's really cool, and the technology now. And I will say, this is the hardest one, because this one has to show exactly how this small amount of apes took over the planet. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know how they did that. Oh, that's <laughs> um, wow, wow. So. Um, that's a different movie. Totally different movie, which yeah. I would also watch. <laughs> and Woody Harrelson looks like he's having so much fun in this oh, movie. Oh, God. Just he's in the trailer. shaving his yeah. head. He looks like right. a nut, yeah. crazy yeah. mercenary. Yeah, and uh, you're like, oh, yeah, that's uh, Matthew McConaughey in Reign of Fire. It's yeah. like that exact character. Um, so we were really excited about all three of these and they're all next year, right? Yep. All okay. in the summer of 17. Yep. So buckle up. Next summer is mm-hmm. going to be fantastic. Yeah. I was never a fan of like releasing a trailer that's two years out. Yeah. If you're going to release a trailer, it's next year. Six, that's, that's all, that's six, all we nine need. Months, yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. Is Andy Circus in this? Is yes, that, he is. Is that how you say C- his name? Circus? Sakakis or whatever? Whatever. He's fantastic. He's great. And I, they were talking last time. You go, oh, imagine he should be nominated for an Oscar. And imagine if you won and your face was never actually on camera. He really should because... He's, the, the, what, he's acting. He's acting. And the, the technology and the, what he's doing with the motion capture and everything, is he's, he's acting. It's, it's unbelievable and what plus he's... Plus all the physicality. That yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, there... The, the, the facial emotions that he's doing yeah. are like... It's, it's really Motion impressive. capture, uh, because it's a whole other style of acting too and even like even when the old school like creature suits it's also a different style of acting so yeah. and also I, I would say that some of the most underrepresented awards that we don't really have as much is uh like what you're talking about you have the um creature acting you have um motion capture mm-hmm. and you also have stunts you never see like you know these mainstream awards for these right. categories um all right but hopefully that'll change should we go to dvds let's do it uh, Suicide Squad. Look, oh, come on. Uh, I'm, our opinions aren't going to change on this movie. Yours aren't as well. Uh, I doubt a director's cut is going to make much difference. Just, uh, but uh, you know, I guess you could say it was better than Batman versus Superman. But uh, you know, everything's relative. Um, That's a bold remark. Yes. <laughs> 
you know, at least um, Will Smith looks like he was at least trying. So, you know, and it's just, it's, it's not a good, there's no way to slight, it's not a good movie. It's just not a good movie. Now, the, here was, here's what I have heard. The people that have enjoyed Suicide Squad are the ones that have already heard how bad it is and went in with expectations so low, they were actually met. So if you haven't seen it and you know how bad it is and you're seeing it with very, very low expectations, you might enjoy yourself for four to 10 minutes. So good luck. Uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. When I saw this, this, like I said before, it was a pleasant surprise because I had read the book and the book was so awful. This weird cobbled together mess of old photographs, X-Men, and uh, some twilighty romancy nonsense. And uh, Tim Burton took that source material, added an entirely new third act because the book just ends the first book just ends um because you know now it's we don't want you to buy one book we want you to buy the series so we can't have endings to these books anymore until the last one so uh, he actually made a an entire film which like i said the kids loved it i liked it um you know and we always said too if you put samuel jackson in a movie you should probably use Samuel Jackson in your movie. So he got more scenes and he was right. in the movie more. And it was, it was, you know, like I said, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, Next is uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Did you see that one? Nope. I didn't see that one either. I didn't see it. All right. You guys tell us how, what you think. Yeah. I was great. <laughs> Florence was my favorite part. <laughs> um, and then the Ben-Hur remake. Yeah. I don't know anyone who saw that. Wow. Um, Why would you see that? And Bridget Jones's baby. This one got savaged in reviews. Um, even like Bridget Jones fans were not enjoying that film. Um, you know what I don't enjoy about that? I don't like how the thing is now where people put an apostrophe s after a word ending in s, and that's that's not just on the piece of paper in front of us. That's like sweeping the freaking I know. world. I know. Yep. I'm a guy. If there's an s at the end, you keep an apostrophe on and you move on. Yeah, that's old school. AP I'm style. old school, right? <laughs> And uh, of course, the movie Morgan, which we uh, we thoroughly enjoyed seeing with uh, with a fan, and we did a, a spoiler app. That was, uh, it was yeah, that a was, delightfully that was, awful movie, that was, but, uh, <laughs> but it was a fun experience. It was it was fun in all of its awfulness. What is Morgan? Oh man, that was that. How do we do? How do we explain Morgan? Uh, well, AI, but with a uh, genetically engineered, or actually no. I would say Ex Machina with a uh, right. a genetically engineered girl instead. Oh. Yeah. All right. Sounds nice. And then... Uh, but don't worry. It hits all the same beats. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they're watching. That's the movie. So Micah Ian Wright and Jay Lender were on this... Uh, oh, it's on DVD now? It's on DVD now mm-hmm. and Amazon and Netflix and all that, but, which is interesting because they shot this in... Boot, in uh, Romania near inclusion and stuff like that. So when he that's heard I was great. going over there for the festival, he's like, mm. "Oh man, that's uh, that's fantastic." Did you do a tour of the they're watching film sites? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the <laughs> next time, oh, I don't know why that happened. C.C. Riders is getting a fax on his cell phone. Quiet. So yeah, they shot that movie in Bucharest, Cluj, and Sibiu. So. You want to support an indie horror movie that's got a kind of a sense of humor to it. It's about um, basically they're like a crew of House Hunters International, and then mm-hmm. like go to this house and it's haunted. So mm-hmm. it's sort of uh, yeah. We had Mike and uh, Jay on the show, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, like it's all coming back to me. Uh, Remember when I just said that two minutes ago? No, actually, I didn't. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> 
So I took a muscle relaxer last night. Oh, good. So yeah, someone you know, still feeling it. It's pretty good. good. All right. Yeah. So uh, watch their watch. Who are you? And then, yeah, I'm Graham <laughs> I've done the show with you a couple of times. Mm, we'll and, see. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Mikey and Wright and Jay Leonard were on yeah. the show, and they promoted the movie Jay Leonard. Chip Jenner is our guest today. Hey! Uh, does he have some money tips for us? <laughs> I don't think I had trouble that. getting through the gate. So yeah. I know what, I'm gonna, what an off day is like. <laughs> um, so check that out. Sight speed back. Sight speed back. <laughs> I'm just all excited about Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, now there's uh, Neil actually saw the founder. There's a review there. The weekly film news is up. Uh, the monster in eyes of my mother. Neil went on a little um, a little horror spree. So mm-hmm. there's a, a bunch of stuff to read about on the site. CJ has been uh, throwing a bunch of um, a bunch of new reviews on as well. And uh, next week CJ is actually starting a new show, and we'll be promoting that next week as well. Oh, what's that? Show? Yeah. So um, I have it in an email. I'm not sure, <laughs> but gonna uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's a um, but we'll be talking about that next week as well after we uh, have a chance to take a look at it now, who's cj miller again cj C. C. johnson, johnson. <laughs> did you take a pill last night as well i should i need to relax my muscles a little more so uh we will be talking about that and uh, just uh, as the comedy film nerds family expands uh into australia the uh we're premiering this week collateral beauty Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably going to need to see this movie alone so no one can see me tear up. This is the uh, Will Smith uh, movie about how uh, death and time and love kind of come visit him after he writes to them. Uh, the trailer made me tear up. I know it was uh, it split our audience when we did the live show. It's like people were very affected by it, and uh, uh, other people were like, "This is stupid." So uh, I'm one of the people affected by it. So right. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I was seeing it alone in a dark room. Uh, next one, Rogue One. Hmm, I wonder what this one's about. I don't know, Star yeah, Wars. That's I don't weird. Know. I'm excited. Uh, I cannot wait to see this movie. Very, very excited. Every trailer that comes out just gets me more jazzed and excited to I see this. I'm on board. One of the better Star Wars movies. I think it is too. I, I think. It's, yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. because it, because it as I've said, it doesn't have to do any of these like the force awakens beats that they had right. to hit well we gotta have a chewy right. and yeah, han right. scene we've got to mm-hmm. have a like which all of those were fine but right. this is just gonna be unbridled star wars yes all right all right we'll be doing we'll be doing a spoiler up next week yes, won't we, we? all right uh manchester by the sea opens wide it's been in limited release and this one uh, is the casey affleck movie yeah, i'm really it, excited about it seeing looks this good movie. i was i was trying to see if i could find it it's on a couple of screens here in la but when mm-hmm. it goes wide i'm gonna definitely try to see it because it looks it looks interesting cool like good good film all right that's it that's our show mm-hmm. Chip Chinnery, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? ChipChinnery.com or ChipsMoneyTips.com. I have two different websites. Oh. One guy, two websites. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do they link? Damn right they do. I'm not a fool. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, name the movie again that's coming out uh, with Emma Stone? 2017, Battle of the Sexes with Emma Stone and Steve Carell and Chip Chinnery as Rune Arledge. That's how I'm billing it in nice. my household. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And my friend who's in a focus group said he saw it in a theater and that I'm still in it. Nice. So that's good. They can't cut Roan out. Mm, Why would you cut out Roan? Until they filled out. Is it a good friend or did he fill out the focus group? Lose oh. Chip Chinnery. Oh, 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 he didn't do that. Yeah, whoever played the ABC guy. Yeah, I hated awful. that guy. Turn the knob down on him. Yeah, then I, then I guess I'll have an origin picture, right? Eventually that's the yeah. next step. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Roan origin pick? 
as well you should. I sense a Rune franchise coming out. Yeah. Who's the guy to play Rune? It's me. It's you. Yeah. Right? Here I want go. that guy's backstory. That's going to be what everyone's going to be saying at the end of this film. Oh, man. <laughs> I see a Rune, <laughs> Rune Aldrich TV series. I see it all. Theme parks. Hey, Rune. It's Rune. <laughs> Rune and Sons. I mean, it's going to be good stuff. And I don't mind being typecast as Rune. Oh, man. It could be my, I'll be Mr. Whipple. <laughs> That's an older reference. Last on younger viewers. <laughs> mm. So is that. So yeah. now how, uh, Carson, how, how can people get uh, Chips Money Tips? Uh, chipsmoneytips.com is the website, and I have a free subscription. So if you guys want to learn about the posts, uh, unlike Chris and Graham, who might just spammed without their permission to get them involved, <laughs> uh, you can go to chipsmoneytips.com, and there's a link you can sign up. If you can get every post, an email about every post, or just a weekly one, and um, you can always unsubscribe if you're like, this is ridiculous. I don't care for you anymore. There's good business in there. Every once in a yeah. while, I see something, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Find so, out how to get 800 bucks from your credit card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Auto Slash. That's still the thing that's out there, and I don't even make any money out of, out of Auto Slash. But it's great. If you're renting a car, go rent your car, but then go over to Auto Slash. Or go through Chips and Money Tips to go to Auto Slash, because then they'll go, well, how do we get all this traffic? Well, they went from comedy film nerds to Chips Money Tips to Auto Slash. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we all get uh, noticed. But anyway, it's a great way to, if you have a rental car, it's Christmas time, you have a rental car, go to autoslash.com, plug in your current rental car information, and they will find you a better deal. And they always do. It's crazy. And I'm, I save, I mean, every time I save like 50 bucks. Really? So right now, if you, oh, I have, a, I have an auto rental through Hertz. I go to autoslash.com, give them my dates and my last name and the Hertz confirmation number, and they go, okay, zip. Then they, you get an email. Hey, we got a better deal here at Thrifty. And then you, he'll, they'll keep doing it until you land. And they, I've, I've just gotten off a plane going, oh, I just saved another 15 bucks. So the prices are always changing. So for the holidays, that's a tip I love to give about Autoslash because it's a oh, really great cool website. Nice. And I think I'm going to put my post up there. I did a nice video of the, about Auto Slash. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to put that up. So by the time this is out, <laughs> you guys are going to go, man, that's a great uh, video. I All love right. tips, money tips. CC Ryder, um, I will be uh, at uh, Pennington's Pub in uh, Lake Havasu this uh, Thursday, the fifteenth, and um, then doing a show uh, in the Irvine Improv uh, with Doug Benson on the twenty seventh. First time performing with him in quite some time. And then I have no other road dates. Just promote for now. Dates. For now, mm-hmm. things could change. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, like we said, it is Christmas time. We appreciate all the uh, traffic and you guys buying a bunch of stuff in the store, especially earbuds. Um, but you know, we've gotten a couple emails like, "Hey, what's the cutoff?" The cutoff is um, December twenty first. December twenty first. Yeah. You- you have to order by the 21st in order for it to get to your place by the 24th. Domestic shipping, obviously, in the U.S. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we'll ship it priority mail. Yep. Um, now, I have a question. Does that mean they have to order before the 21st, meaning through the 20th? Or are you saying through the 21st? Great question. I say get it done by the 20th. That way there's not a concern. Yeah. Just do it on the 20th. It gives, all your it gives orders, us all a buffer day. All your yeah. orders have to come in by the 20th. If you order after... Mid- midnight on the 20th. Yeah. And we'll try, but we can't guarantee it. What do you guys yeah. want from these people? Just yeah. order through the 20th. So we'll say the 20th, and uh, we'll make sure it gets to you before Christmas. We'll ship it on the 21st. Yes. Done. Boom. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Chip Chinnery once again for coming into the nerd headquarters. Thank you, guys. Um, with a, a highly gated, very good security we yes. have here that mm-hmm. you can stop me. <laughs> I have a degree. <laughs> 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 um... 
All right, well, that's our show, guys. Bye, earbuds. Um, we appreciate it. And go to Tipsy L's. Go to Chips Money Tips. Yep. <laughs> My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.